0: Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. They
1: took it away. Now, Ed, we just did a segment that was so great that Jared sitting in the studio, instead of listening to us, retweeted a tweet that says, seriously, a monkey could bartend. This is the Press Box
0: the last two days on our opening segments there's two segments we have for the best of now you're probably gonna have to play them on a loop because there's not a lot
1: of best stuff on the show we gotta pay attention during these times
0: with grady and bischoff
1: coming up next we find out if monkeys can bartend on espn las vegas
0: all right here we go back in action ed tyler
1: degenerate running the show this morning on a tuesday never a doubt for the cowboys I tried to tell you on Friday. Hey, I picked no the I, Listen, I picked the Giants and
0: the Giants <laughs> beat the Vikings. So, come on. There you go. And
1: I'm about five minutes
0: with my Brandon Staley prediction coming true because he might be bounced today. Is he? Jim Trotter said he's not
1: getting fired. Yeah, I might be one for two on those predictions. <laughs> might be one for two. <laughs> we'll get more into Brandon Staley because yeah. I got I, I to got yell about Brandon Staley and the Chargers loss there.
0: But It's just a. Uh, yeah, it's a bad morning because I wish since we saw each other last, there was something to talk about sports-wise. Yeah, not much happened. No, not much happened at all in anything. It's a
2: boring weekend. The first bite. Should the Raiders even want Tom Brady? <laughs> no, he sucks. How much do they have to pay him? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> they have to pay this guy. Is there going to be a
1: a <laughs> big market for Tom Brady? Like, Are there going to be a lot of teams that want him to come play? Next year, I don't think so. I think a handful will, though. I think I do think there will be teams that well, want. Well, if as long as there's like two or three, then that's enough for him to get forty million dollars or whatever the number's going to be. You look surprised when I said forty million. Yeah, I did. Forty million for him at this stage of his career. I mean, five million for him at this stage of his career is too much. Yeah.
2: He's not that good. But Can he's there... also one of those players that, like, if you have the opportunity to sign him, you're going to sign him just because of what he could potentially do for your team at 47 or whatever he's going to be next year. Well, and the
0: Raiders have so many other problems. I wouldn't give him 40 million. They they give him 40 million. How are they going to address the
1: other issues they have? And they've got a lot of issues, right? That, That that's the biggest problem. If you're the Raiders is if you give Tom Brady a massive contract, the hell's the rest of your team Where's, like? your, where's your offensive line? Where's your defense right. going to come from? Like you're going to have to then basically hit on like four draft picks. You're going to have to have four draft picks play come and, in play and well. be good NFL starters. Right. Right. And it's possible, but very unlikely. Hell, they couldn't even get four good starters when they had three first round picks right. in a draft. So it, it just makes it so much harder if you have to pay him forty million dollars. And I think the, the real question is, so so they're going to move on from Derek Carr. Is Tom Brady significantly better yeah. than Derek Carr? Wait, what gave you that idea that when he <laughs> d- during his,
0: during his sermon, he's called them that team, <laughs> <laughs> that team instead of the Raiders, that team,
1: listen, I will give Derek Carr uh, a little bit of credit because the, the snippet I saw of him preaching over the weekend Where he was talking about, you know, you don't need to focus on the negative. You don't need to blame others. I have family members that are doing that for me. (laughs) Yes, yes,
0: yeah. And a veiled shot at uh, the brothers who continue on Twitter to be all pro for for Derek.
1: But the key with Derek Carr that we talked about through the entirety of his career was if you're going to win with Derek Carr, you got to have a good offensive line. You got to have good receivers. You're going to have to have a good running game. And you're going to have to have a good defense. Is any of that different with no, Tom Brady? Same, like m- same maybe with Brady at this point in his career. Maybe you don't need one of those four. You only need three, but it's still going to be really, really hard for this team to build a roster that can have a good offensive line, good pass catchers, good running game, good defense, and pay Tom Brady forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be difficult to do. Now, if Brady's willing to play for. million. If there's no other teams that are that interested and there's just no bidding war and you can sign him for $20 million, okay, like that's that's fairly cheap and that gives you some extra money to go spend on different positions. If you're going to have to pay him $40 million a year, I don't see how on earth the Raiders are any good next season.
0: No, and of all those things, ironically, I think one of the biggest things is the defense. If I'm him... And I'm coming in, You, if you can convince me, hey, you know, uh, Colton Miller, James Parham, we're going to get them better. We're going to get one or two. That's fine. But if I'm him, I'm like, wait a minute, though, giving up 28 a game. Right. Your defense stinks. Right. So that's to me, I because he does have some pass, pass catchers. It's more, and I think he'd be concerned about the offensive line, but more so if I'm him, I'm like, how do you win games? Because you can't stop anybody. Right. <laughs> got-
2: that's
0: what I, that's what I'd be. If I'm him, that's what I'd be telling him. What are you going to
1: do about your defense? He'd be like, I can't score 28 points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the ball 65 times and I can't score 28 points. Yeah, I mean, He threw it 66 times <laughs> last night. He scored 14. What happened there? 66 passes. What a ridiculous number. So I don't think signing Tom Brady is by any means smart or the way to build a Super Bowl contender. I do think there is some truth to what Danny said about he's the type of guy that you, if you have a chance, you're going to sign him. You're going to take that chance on him because there is, I I don't know, a a 5% chance that Tom Brady has the, oh, God, it's Tom Brady again type of season. But I find that highly unlikely to happen. And if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you're not doing it with this roster and Tom and Tom Brady next season. And I think you're better off doing it with, um, honestly, with a first-round draft pick because you're paying that guy, I don't know what they're going to get paid this year, eight $8 million next year, and you can actually build up, that's an extra $33 million you can spend on the rest of the roster as opposed to giving Brady $40 million. So I think that's a better way to actually evaluate your quarterback position and potentially win. Um, if McDaniels and Ziegler are given the opportunity, they're signing him, right? Oh, I think they are. I
0: think it's more his decision. Yeah. I think they're going to want him, but I think it's more him sitting back and saying at 46, 47, where's the absolute best chance, you know, to get to the playoffs and try to make a run at it? And I don't know if you're sitting back right now, given some of the teams that have been mentioned for him. And I can't believe you're sitting back right now and saying the Raiders are the best team for him.
1: I just, I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this off the playoffs Who is the best quarterback of the wild card round? Might have been Dak last night. Dak was spectacular. You know who night. I thought was great was
0: Daniel Jones. Threw for over I 300. And he, rushed, and he rushed for 78. Yeah, more not Saquon. It was, that was like a, uh, I think it was a record. I think, it was, I don't know if anyone had
1: ever done that. I uh, yeah, I was the, the first, first to rush for in, rush for, for 70 and throw for 300, 300. or something like that. Um, that was the, I think that was the only game of the weekend where we got two good quarterback performances. Kirk Cousins was pretty good in that yeah, game too. Yeah, he was. Too. He was. We got so many bad games. Like, we knew that, you know, Tyler Huntley and Skylar Thompson weren't going to do very right. much. But, like, Justin Herbert wasn't very good. Right. Trevor Lawrence is out here throwing four, four picks. picks. Josh Allen, he he had three, He had tried to give Miami the ball yeah. like half the time he touched it. And then Brady last night, he racked up some passing yards in the fourth quarter. Well, because he threw it 66, 66 times. But he was awful. I mean, the amount of missed throws he had last night that just... He had more throws hit the ground, not within five yards of receiver than probably the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL over the weekend. So there were a ton of terrible quarterback performances from actually good quarterbacks. And that doesn't even mention Trevor Lawrence. That guy's out here throwing four picks and having to dig himself out of a hole. Like There were some awful quarterback performances. Um, Who do you think was the worst, though? I can't
0: say Trevor Lawrence because they came back to win.
1: He actually had a good half.
0: Yeah. Um, Tyler Huntley, maybe. I think it's a could it be a draw between him and Skyler Thompson? I, I didn't think Tyler Huntley was very good.
1: The problem with Skylar Thompson I mean, though is he the Dolphins dropped like five passes. Like Tyree Kill forty five. Yeah, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle they both dropped. Passes, Mike Jacecki dropped them. Like, his best receivers, he put passes on the money just off their hands. Like, I actually didn't think he was that awful better than, uh, it's Skyler Thompson, so your expectations are very low. Like, I would, in all honesty, based on what we know or how good they are, Josh Allen had the worst performance. Josh Allen almost let a team with a third-string quarterback and a depleted offensive line win because he gave them the ball three times. He just an arm punt just threw it up 40 yards down the field and let it get intercepted, then fumbled them into the end zone. And yeah. Miami took the lead because Josh Allen just fumbled on, what was that, the first play of the second half? Yeah. I think based on like what we think of all of them, Allen had the... Based on their reputations. Right, of Allen how had the worst are. performance. Now, obviously, what he did was better than Tyler Huntley. His team still scored in the 30s, but based on what we know, not very good. Um, genuine question. <laughs> Could you make... One of five extra points as a yep. kicker, could you do it? Would there be a rush? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a pass rush or a, a, not a pass rush, but they're they're trying to from block from where
0: it. they're kicking now. The
1: 33 yard extra point. No, I don't think I, could. I don't think I could. No, either. I don't think I could. But I do think there's a lot of people that don't play football that yeah. could make one of five extra points. Degenerate, like Brett Maher did last could night. Did you make one? Um. Well,
2: you don't even I have don't.
1: tennis shoes. I, I so, do. You, so you certainly don't have cleats. The boots might give him a little so, boost like the t- there. the toe on the boot.
2: Yeah, I'm, I would need to practice again. If you had asked me this 5 years ago, I would have said absolutely yes. But I have you to practice kicker? it. Yeah. Oh. I was a kicker and a punter. Yeah, you walk out playing? there and do it no problem. In high school? Yeah.
0: Oh, then of course you could. Yeah. Oh. So,
2: and I played soccer for like 18-19 okay. years. Okay, all right. All so. right. All
1: right. So, here's the amazing Maybe. part to me. Brett Maher misses four straight extra points. In the regular season, he was 50 of 53. He didn't miss four in an entire season. He's made 95% of his extra points in his career. On field goals, he was 29 of 32 this year. He didn't miss three field goals this year. And from 50-plus, he was 9 of 11. I didn't get it. What happened? I I was at the Golden Knights
0: game, and Adam Hill was laughing because he kept saying, missed extra point. And I'm like, you're lying. (laughs) There's no way this guy's
2: missing all these extra points. It doesn't make any sense. On the the Manning cast, Peyton asked if uh, he could be fired at halftime and kicked off the team. (laughs) (laughs) The the
1: saddest part of the Manning cast is they had Dan Campbell on when Brett Maher missed his fourth in a row. And they were just basically silent because they just felt bad. Like they just, they were just like, they had nothing to say because He's a kicker and he missed for it. Like, what else is there? Like, in all honesty, you watch that and you think, oh, that guy, we're watching somebody lose their job in the first round of the playoffs. Now, Jerry Jones came out and said, Brett Maher is going to be their kicker. So he didn't lose his job.
2: I was very surprised when they sent him out for the field goal. Well, they're
1: blowing him out. If it had been a close game, maybe it's a different decision. Yeah,
2: but on the, the fourth down, the drive before that, they went for the touchdown on fourth and four from the 18-yard line yeah, or whatever let Yeah, should always was. go for it. Come but, on. but why go for that and then send them out for a field goal the next drive? Yeah, because it was over at that
1: point. You got to get them the confidence built back. Because Jerry Jones told them, we're not cutting him, so you better send them out there to kick. Better send them out there to make one. Huh? Jerry Jones probably was on the headset saying that. Yeah. Dak had other ideas. Yeah, wow, well, he scored <laughs> enough points. That, like... That's, in all honesty, that's the only good thing that happened for Brett Maher last night was that the Cowboys won by so many points that his extra points were irrelevant. Yeah, didn't matter at all. It it wasn't even like, oh, Brady's got the ball back, and if he can score twice here. Six or he's down 12 or whatever. It wasn't even, it was never even like a two-possession game. It was always a three or four-possession game. So that was the only good thing for Brett Maher last night. All right, coming up next, we'll jump into what is the... Possibly wildest Golden night story we've ever seen. Three puck eventually grabbed by Johnston. Penalty time of five seconds. Stars coming in and a right wing shot is on goal. Glove saved by Logan Thompson. The attempt coming right away from Mills Lundqvist. We're
0: back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff.
1: Coming up later in the show, we're going to have a lot of tickets to give away. If you want to go see Carlos Santana, if you want to go to WWE Smackdown, we've got tickets for you. We're also going to be joined by David Roth in about 10 minutes. I hesitated going to break saying this is the wildest Golden Knight story that we've ever seen because there have been a lot of wild Golden Knight stories. But this might this might be it. Um, So Sinbin.Vegas had this story over the weekend. Robin Leonard has filed for bankruptcy due to a snake farm that he owns. Um, To try to run through this, back in 2017, Robin Leonard purchased $1.2 million worth of exotic snakes. Sounds like a lot for snakes. Leonard was going to pay that $1.2 million in $200,000 installments. He made one of those $200,000 installments. But then later in 2017, the man he bought the snakes from was murdered by his own wife. Tiger King. (laughs) The wife then went to jail. So the husband and wife of this company that Leonard bought the snakes from, one was murdered and one was in jail. And Robin Leonard apparently stopped making the $200,000 payments. Uh, Leonard is being sued by the company that that guy left behind because it wasn't just a guy selling them. He actually had a company set up. There have been some different accusations. Leonard claimed that he had to take care of this guy's snakes after he died. Uh, The company says that Leonard stole some anacondas. Uh, But now Robin Leonard has filed for bankruptcy because he's being sued over exotic snakes yeah. that he purchased or stole or took care of. It's a weird kind of kid when it comes to snakes. Do you remember
0: snakes? Do you remember the clean-out uh, day last year when they didn't make the playoffs and Mark Stone was saying that Robin Leonard dug up some snakes yes. in his backyard?
1: <laughs> so, uh, it's <this> kid's <laughs> weird with the snakes. He And, and at the time... It was just sort of like a funny way. He well, did yeah, what? he had no
0: idea at the time that he had this farm, and he was so into them. I just thought he was out there digging in the yeah. back, ground, back hole. The
1: way Stone told it was like Leonard went out, dug up a few holes, and all of a sudden the snakes popped out. Like Leonard knew where the snakes were. And he's like, if I dig a hole here, they'll come out. It's was like, well, I don't <laughs> want them out. No, exactly. Keep them in the ground. Exactly. I don't want to even know I have them. Right now, if you told me he could come in my backyard and dig holes up and there'd be snakes, would freak me out, right? You like no, no thank you. I don't want snakes. But in reality, it, he might have just been collecting more snakes to take to his farm, snake farm, which, by the way, is in Missouri. Um, I this this story. I don't even know what to do with this. Like, how how is Robin Leonard? He got sued for like five million dollars. How many snakes did he breed or steal or buy to be in debt? Because another part of the story is that he bought so many snakes, they started breeding with each other and he ended up with more snakes than he bought and it decreased the value of the individual snakes because there were now more of them. Right. What on earth is going on? And
0: you see how much he was supposed to pay for the snakes at 1.2 million. You have here his career earnings are 30 million. He's making 5 million this season. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a bankruptcy lawyer when people file or not, but it just seems like he's made a lot and this doesn't the numbers don't work out it just right. seems like to-
1: it's not to count somebody else's money. And I don't know but, what
0: he's done with the rest of his money. I have no
1: idea. It's but just 1.2 million on snakes for somebody with 30 million in career earnings. Even if you cut off half of that for taxes and agents and whatever it's other stuff. Still 15 stuff million. Feed. Right. Plus, it's not like he's retired. He's no. getting paid. Even though he's hurt, it's a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. He's getting paid this year. So uh, pff, maybe he stole a whole bunch more snakes that cost even more than $1.2 million. I don't know, but it is one of the most bizarre stories. And by the way, what might be the most interesting part of the story has nothing to do with Robin Leonard. This guy got murdered by his wife. Telling you, the Netflix documentary. <laughs> Who will play Robin Leonard? I have no idea. <laughs> by the know. way, speaking <laughs> of, go completely off topic. Uh, Carol Baskin from Tiger King. Did you see her husband was found alive? No. Yeah, not dead. He was alive uh, somewhere not in the United States. I'm trying... Costa Rica. He's been alive in Costa Rica this entire time. The entire time, time? Apparently. So
0: he didn't get eaten.
1: Yeah. He went missing after they got married. She got accused eh. of feeding him to the Tigers, and he's just been in Costa Rica That makes the, the documentary time. a little less right? interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I didn't know that when I watched Tiger
0: Yeah, Man. exactly. <laughs> I, I, that was one of the more
1: interesting topics in the entire thing. What happened to him?
2: Is that, like, new information? Did he just pop up recently?
1: Uh, that, the... The story I'm reading is from the tab and yeah, it's, it's, they found, they, I don't know if they found him, but
2: he watched a documentary and was he's like, hey, like, wait hey a minute, guys, I'm still here. Wait a minute. I'm alive. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I didn't finally get get got fed. over to
1: Costa Rica and he yeah. sat down and watched and said, hold on a second. I didn't get eaten. Right. So yeah, he's alive. He was found in Costa Rica, apparently. Um, so let me ask you this about Robin Leonard. Does he play for the Golden Knights again?
0: Well, I hope so. Cause I want to be at the press conference. <laughs> because I want those questions about these snakes. I want to learn what this guy is with the snakes.
1: This story is going to completely overshadow. How did you end up missing the whole season? like having yeah, to have people, multiple people. Won't even care about the right. injuries. They won't even care. They just want to know about these snakes just out of nowhere. In the middle of the off season, Robin Leonard was ruled out for the year. Cause he was going to have to have more surgery. How the hell what happened? Yeah. But now we don't care. Nobody cares about that. No. How many snakes you got? What happened here? here's the thing with Robin Leonard from his perspective, NHL contracts are fully guaranteed. He's coming back.
2: He just filed for bankruptcy. He's he's coming back. He's got two years left. That's $10 million. We're about to see top-notch Robin Leonard. Oh, he's going to be incredible. He's going to be great. Now yeah. that he's fi- come back and be great. Oh, yeah. He filed for bankruptcy. He's got to make all that snake money back. <laughs> all that snake money. He's going to be best goaltender in the league next year. A lot of this, I think, depends
1: on... Logan Thompson's play, but if you're the Golden Knights, do you do you want him back? Like you're he's under contract, so you're probably going to have to pay him regardless, but
0: I think you want him back enough to see like Danny said how good he is. I mean, you know, you want him you want him back at least to see if he can be your number 1 goalie again. I don't think you just totally discard him. You're paying him. You might as well want him back at least in the beginning to see how good he is. I'd I'd want him back to see to see that. Um now if he comes back and He's not any good because this whole snake issue has has kind of uh, taken away some of his abilities or, you know, he's got his mind on other things. I'm not so sure about that,
1: but I'd have him back. What's wrong with goalies?
0: <laughs> They're very sensitive
1: in, in or the, very bizarre. In the history of the Golden Knights, like Logan Thompson deleting Twitter is like the most benign thing they've done. Mark andre Fleury's agent tweeted out a photo of a sword in his back. Right, with the coach's name scrawled on it. Robin Leonard had to file for bankruptcy because he bought and maybe stole snakes. What is wrong with goalies? And the sensitive Logan Thompson, you're right, might be the most benign. And, I mean, like, uh, you know, Oscar, Dan- Malcolm Subban didn't have anything. He didn't do anything bizarre when he was here, right? Oscar I don't think, I don't think Aiden Hill has here. done any weird stuff. Right. So like, okay, there's a few guys that Give haven't been here that didn't get a ton of playing time. Give it time. Right. <laughs> but like if you're the if you're like named the starter of the team around here, something bizarre is gonna happen
2: <laughs> eventually, if not right away. It's incredible. I'm just glad you told us that the snake farm was in Missouri. Otherwise, I would have had to worry about driving around town and see a big old anaconda. Oh yeah.
1: Well, don't go by Mark Stone's house because there's holes for them to come crawling out of. Still. Anaconda. Oh, slithering out of. Yeah. I just just remember movies. Oh yeah. Ice cube. Does that mean there's snakes under the ground here? Like Probably. I'm still a little confused by the Mark Stone series. I'm, well,
2: there's snakes underground everywhere.
1: Right, right. right. But like, if but, I I don't have, really have a backyard. But if I just like in my neighborhood was like, ooh, I'm gonna dig up a few holes. Is there a chance a snake just comes slithering out? Oh my god! I'm
0: just I'm just uh, amazed he knew exactly where to dig up. <laughs> Like he went right to the places and dug up, and snakes came out. <laughs> That's a sixth sense, man. Maybe he
2: he has like an actual like history or background with them. Like growing up, well, I hope he so. He gonna buy, a, he he's going to buy them for one point two million. A lot about yeah, but some people just buy exotic animals just to have them. One point two million dollars worth yeah. of them. You never know. He had
0: some background with these snakes. He's out digging holes in people's backyards, and they're like popping up. Yeah. He's got to know something about snakes.
2: Maybe he chased them around as a kid. I
1: don't know. <laughs> All right, coming up next, David Roth joins the show. You're happy to talk to him. He just seems happy to talk to anyone.
0: David Roth from The Defector is with us on the press box. Subscribe to The Distraction on Stitcher and use the promo code DISTRACT for a free month
1: of Stitcher Premium. Good morning, David. Hey, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) All right, I got to tell a story to you to start here that... If you haven't already heard, you're, you're going to be taken aback. It's going to take you a minute to process this, Um, but Robin Leonard, he is a goaltender for uh, our lovely hockey team here, the Vegas golden Knights. He's out for the entire season with an injury though. Uh, He filed for bankruptcy and he filed for bankruptcy because he purchased $1.2 million worth of exotic snakes back in 2017. He was going to, he was going to pay this in installments. He made one payment, and then the guy he bought them from got murdered by his own wife. And he stopped paying those installment plans, but the company the guy left behind ended up suing him, also claiming that Robin Leonard stole more snakes from them. So you have NHL goalie files for bankruptcy over exotic snake farm as the essential headline here for you. And you can take a minute to process that if you need to. But I'm curious, what would be the most embarrassing animal to have to file for bankruptcy for because you bought and or stole them?
3: First of all, uh, obviously, thanks for the time to process it. <laughs> I don't actually need as much as you might think, because our at defector, uh, Dave McKenna, my coworker, has been all over this story from okay, the job. Okay, okay, cool. How that happened, I don't know. Uh, but he was, like, on one of those shows. He was on, like... um. Like forty-eight hours or something. One of those shows did uh, a segment on this, and Dave is like this really goofy DC guy. Like all he wants to do is like play in a band and like grow a big beard. And he had to go on TV, and everybody was kind of nervous for him. He was like, "I don't know, like should I wear a shirt?" And we're like, "Yeah, it's like <laughs> obviously." What what's happening here? Like he was uh, did a good job. The thing that I did not know was the accusation that Leonard, after all of this, not only had not learned his lesson, but that was was out there stealing snakes, (laughs) which to me seems like one of the dumbest things you could do. Also, the funniest way that you could have to go to the hospital, like shoplifting snakes, (laughs) like just putting them down your pant legs, like I used to do with Mentos in eighth grade, like unwise, shouldn't do it. There's a bunch of ways it could go wrong.
1: Uh, (laughs) wait, wait, before you, before you continue, we have a, there's actually an added part to the story that we knew before the whole bankruptcy thing, Mark stone, who's the the captain of the golden Knights here end of last season, told a story about, yeah, Robin Leonard was over at my house and he goes out in the backyard and he just sort of starts digging in the dirt. And all of a sudden there's like five snakes in my yard, in my pool. So Robin Leonard was just going to people's houses and digging up snakes. Like he was just like, hey, hang on, I got to take care of something. Yeah, And he out knew the exactly bag and handled his business. Yes. and he knew
0: exactly where to dig, which is very disturbing on so many levels.
3: Yeah, this is incredibly ominous. Like that's a level of it that because some of it, I always feel like this is the way that you can sort of file a story away mentally if you're going to like decide whether or not you're going to want to learn more about it. This was one that I instantly, as soon as they were like, yeah, you know, the goalie, he's a big snake guy. And I was like, all right, that scans. Like that definitely makes sense. That's what I think of NHL goalies as being like, go on. But the idea that he's out there as like the snake master in different people's yards (laughs) is a level of, uh, because I just assumed he was weird. It didn't occur to me that he was a sorcerer, <laughs> <laughs> which seems a little bit more like what we're talking about here. Uh, I think doing it for snakes is the like because snakes have always had this like incredible cachet as the weird guy pet. You know that like anyone you went to high school with, there's always like one kid that had snakes. You know, and it would just be like if your parents bought you all those Megadeth T-shirts and like they don't care. Like and they just have like snakes going around their room <laughs> like that. Like, I'm familiar with guys like that. Like, his name was Jeff at my high school. Like, it might have been at everybody's high school that there was a Jeff like that. I think the funniest thing to get in, and, you know, obviously, like, the things that athletes like, you know, the, the big, mean, tough dogs and stuff like that. I think um, anything that involves, like, putting yourself into, like, serious financial peril because you have, like, mini horses or, like, something like an Instagram pet, I think would be a real loss of credibility oh. for a professional athlete that's the one you can't have. Like you can't have like one of those uh like Instagram accounts where there's like a really nice house in Japan that just has three raccoons living in it as pets. Like that would be you would lose face in the clubhouse if that was you.
1: Okay, here's another important question. As a Mets fan, do you think it's worse to be a Chargers fan?
3: It has to be. I actually have had this thought. Um and I had this thought before Sunday as well. Uh I think with the Mets, it's at least now you can sort of see where things are going. The Chargers, on like going into that game, they were very confident. I was very confident that they were going to win. But their social media uh, account was like really kind of a little more triumphal than you would want before a playoff game. There's a lot of, you know, like we saved receipts and everyone said, you always make mistakes at the end of games and never follow through. And it was like, I can see how this would go really badly for you. I don't think I would post that. <laughs> and uh, that post is still up there um, if you wanted to see it, but <laughs> this—that that is a miserable one. I think with them, that's hard is that, you know, they had like a, a really terrible injury luck season. You know, like I'm not ruling them out. I think Herbert really is great. Like, I think the future could be bright there. The issue is that they're the chargers. And I feel like it's the same thing with the Mets that, you can sort of see how like the roster looks good, ownership is committed, there's a plan for the first time in basically my lifetime, there's a plan. And yet there's the fact that every day when they go out there to play, they're putting on the uniform of the team that keeps screwing up in exactly the way that people in that uniform have always screwed up. So it's not just that it's hard to win, it's that you know nobody wearing that helmet has ever done it in a normal way. And I don't don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what more they can do. Like, their personnel is great. Maybe not playing your starters in the fourth quarter in Week 18 would be a good start. But I don't know, like, where else you go from there.
0: Would you, if you're anyone, go after Tom Brady after what you've seen?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's bizarre, but I think the best situation for him is probably New England, right? I mean, it's not like... What, I mean, it depends. Like, they would have to hire an offensive coordinator this time around instead of letting, like, Belichick's cousin and Matt <laughs> Patricia run the plays. <laughs> like the, To me, the idea, it, it's not that Brady is, is over with. It's just that, like, the the light has sort of gone out. He's still better than, you know, whatever, all the probably 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. It's just that the vibe was very, very off in Tampa Bay. And I don't know that you can, I wouldn't blame Todd Bowles for that. I wouldn't blame anybody in particular for it. But if you had to blame a player on that roster, one out of any of them, it's that Brady just seems like he's maybe past his sell-by date, not as as a quarterbacking talent, but as a guy that you would want to have around the locker room. And I don't know what that exactly means, and I don't know that it can be reversed or that it's anything other than me, you know, reading back over a really embarrassing season for them and then blaming it on the guy I recognize the best. But that's the qualm that I have. Like he still can pretty much make the throws, you know. Like I mean, he can't make the throws like he used to make them, but he can definitely make the throws better than a lot of guys can.
1: David, what is
3: your answer to that? I'm curious.
1: So uh, we're the we're the city that keeps getting linked to Tom Brady with the Raiders. And uh, really, yeah, oh, yeah. Josh McDaniels—they eh, coached him before. They 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 that don't have a quarterback. That, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that of, would not work to me. Yeah, well, the problem for the Raiders is their roster kind of sucks, and if they gave Brady forty million dollars, they're not fixing you know the other parts of the sinking ship. And it's just here's a new captain that's not going to actually get them to stop sinking.
3: Right. No, I think that's right. It has that feeling of like, I mean, it's a very. Like, unfortunately, a very, like, Mark davis way to do it, too, where it's like, we're making a big splash, and then, like, you just sort of wonder, like, that's not how it works. There's, like, 50 guys on that roster, you know. Yeah. And, like, having to look at it and be like, yeah, we got a Hall of Fame quarterback, we got Devontae Adams, maybe they pay up for Josh Jacobs. Like, there's still, like, somebody has to block for those guys. Someone has to, like, be on the field when they're not on the field. But whatever, I'm sure that Mark Davis uh, understands this and has someone who can explain it to him.
1: (laughs) Do you think Tom Brady would want to live in New York and be the Jets quarterback?
3: I think that would be hilarious. He has lived in New York. I've seen him around my neighborhood. I saw him and Giselle at an art gallery. Oh, that's right. You told us that story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no. Uh, Him going to the Jets would be, I think, the funniest possible outcome. Because like all of the idea of like all these Jets fans like Fireman Ed being like you know I didn't always like him but I respected him very much and you know I'm really excited It's a New era. like those guys don't want to have Tom Brady around like they would I feel like Derek Carr is like the answer is there but it's not probably the answer that they want Man. I think it's they probably still want it more than they want Tom Brady so
1: it's not an exciting answer All right, He's David Roth from Defector David uh, be careful of Jeff coming to dig around and find some snakes find to, to see, throw yeah. at you. I'm
3: not letting anybody dig around in my yard that's policy here <laughs> thanks David. <laughs> thanks very much guys thanks, have david. a good one
1: you too so there's david roth from defector here on espn las vegas i i'm i should have known but i'm very glad that david was fully aware of the robin linner yes. story before i told him yeah. i should have known of course david roth would be fully aware of that story it's a great story i don't I, even know like I just, I just keep going
0: back to the stone
1: stone uh pool party it is like one of the greatest foreshadowing stories we've ever had. Like just of Mark, who he was, right? Mark told me, oh, yeah, I went in my backyard and dug up." And, and they're in the pool. It's one of the greatest foreshadowing stories we've ever had in sports, and it's not even really technically in sports. I will say one thing: I need to yell at like ESPN because they had on their bottom line yesterday, like Robin Leonard files for bankruptcy. You're selling that story so short. So is that, short. That's all
0: it said. Oh, bottom didn't even line, say snakes.
1: It's just like, I think it said Robin Leonard and wife file for bankruptcy. And that was it. And I'm like, there is so much more to this, ESPN. <laughs> I know the NFL playoffs are on, but you got to carve out five minutes to let somebody talk about Robin Leonard and the exotic snakes. All right, we got tickets to give away. First up today, Carlos Santana. Two tickets for Carlos Santana at House of Blues. He's got a residency running through February, and these tickets are for February 5th. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. If you want to go see Carlos Santana, be calling number 7 right now. It's 702-364-1100. Far side, Marcia Soto Carlson. He scores! William Carlson. 40 seconds to go
2: in the second. Once again, the Misfits come through. Carlson gets the Knights within one 4-3 Oilers in the final minute of the second
0: period. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Congratulations to Matthew. He won tickets to go see Carlos Santana. Stay tuned to ESPN Las Vegas. We'll have a few more tickets to give away. WWE SmackDown and also some more Carlos Santana tickets. We'll get back into the NFL a little bit later in the show, but the Golden Knights did lose yesterday to the Dallas stars and head coach Pete DeBoer for nothing. Uh, Bruce Cassidy called out the effort in his postgame press conference saying it was a uh, quote, not NHL effort. How, I guess it's an 82 game season. Maybe it's going to happen, but how, how does that happen over the, in an NHL game where you, you're not talking about, Hey, we didn't have the talent. We're saying, hey, we didn't try very hard. We didn't try hard enough tonight. Well, especially against another team that's first in their
0: division. Yeah. You know, the first time you played them all year. Big matchup. Big matchup. First time you played them all year. You know they're going to be fired up because of DeBoer. So you know you're going to have to match their effort because they're going to want to win for him. Uh, And they didn't do it at all. Um, I was there, and it was just kind of a, you know, for hockey, it was kind of a boat race. They didn't do very much anything well at all. And Dallas did. And Dallas kind of kind of just disciplined themselves through to win. The goalie was terrific. And, you know, I don't know what... I think it's... If you're going to go and lose 4-0, I don't think Jack Eichel can have one shot on goal. No,
1: and he's had one in the last two
0: games, by the way. Yeah, so I don't know what's happening there. If he's going to do that with all the other people
1: who are out, then they're not going to have much of a chance. It was... Like, the thought I had watching it was it was a defeated performance. Like, they fell behind, and at some point in the second period... They just decided, well, this game's over. Like It was like, we, we're we not doing anything. And the part that really jumped out to me watching it on TV, Dave Gosher, the play-by-play guy for AT&T Sportsnet, he sounded, he was just, the, his tone was exactly how the Golden Knights were playing. And I was like, wow, they really do suck because the, the announcers are like, yep, this one's pretty much over too. Right. Just a defeated tone and a de- defeated performance, which is disappointing given that it's, you're not, not only are you playing as a team at the top of, the division, which by the way, is uh, becoming closer and closer to not being at the top of the division. You're playing another team that's second in their division, but at the top of their division, you're also playing your former head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was no, Hey, we want to go beat our former head coach. And I, I don't know. There was was... a lot from Dallas. We want to win for him. Yeah. I don't know. That was, uh, that was bizarre to me that it was not that they lost to Dallas. No, but but how they lost. Right. That it was that much of a beatdown. And again, the coach afterwards, Bruce Cassidy afterwards, to call out the effort because, listen, Alec Martinez leaves that game with an injury. The game before you lost, uh, what was it, Will Carrier. Will the Carrier. game before that, you lost, lost Mark, Mark Stone, Stone, right? You're without Theodore. You're without White Cloud. You're without uh, Brett Howden, Pavel yeah. Yeah. Like There's a whole list of guys and good players, too. There's, there's reasons the Golden Knights are going to lose games. Because, oh, well, they're injured, and the first line was Nick Waugh, Michael, or was it Paul Cotter, and Jack, and Jack Eichel. Eichel. Like, that's not a first line right. in the NHL. There's reasons you're going to lose like that, but for the coach to be like, oh, they didn't try very hard tonight. Right. It's a little concerning. Yeah. And again, it's it's middle of January. It's a long season. Called out as veterans. Yeah. I mean, you're sure, you're going to have games over the course of the year where the effort maybe isn't there because it's a long season, but... Surprising that was that it just was that one game. game that it was surprising that that's when they had no right. effort. I if it had mean, been a whole game Ottawa, against, Arizona, against Ottawa or yeah. your
0: Arizona, even if it's three o'clock in a, in the afternoon, um, then you're like, okay, they're you know usually take their naps at this time. Is that what which it was? Is what Marsha said. Marsha so said. Uh, told Ben <laughs> Goats that he goes ah oh, he goes I hate this time. It's usually when I'm taking my nap. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, if you are playing one of those teams, you could see it happening, but not this team. Not with DeBoer coming back, uh, not with them also being top of their division. Everything was set up for like a great game. Yeah, and I am with you. I mean, I am. I don't think I am surprised at all. They lost to Dallas. It's just how they lost was completely disappointing. How was Pete DeBoer?
1: Oh, you talked to him before or after? And after both. both okay, yeah. how was he? It's great. Was he ha- was he happy to be back? Was he happy to be back before beating the Golden Knights for nothing? Yeah, he was. Okay, he was happy to be back. Yeah, and at, then, yeah, and then, was there a smirk on his face the entire time afterwards? There was a smile on his face <laughs> the entire
0: time afterwards.
1: He told the story
0: about how, um, after a big win in the Dallas locker room, someone has to chug a beer, and he in, had the honors, and he said he nailed it.
1: Well, yeah. he said he did. Did you he ask said, any of the players if he the nailed play, it?
0: One of the players said, We can't say what happens in the locker room after games, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he said he practiced the night before.
1: He practiced chugging beer the night before? before.
0: And he said at the house. So he kept his house here. So he went home. He he said he might retire here. Yeah, he he absolutely
1: loves it here. So he went to his house here. And I think he might have been practicing. And you're telling me he was chugging beer. I think he was practicing. So did he, like, stop by the closest Smiths to his house? (laughs) Get some Bud Light? Buy a 12-pack. All right, I got to nail this tomorrow. We're going to crush him, and I got to nail this beer chugging.
2: He's just at home getting drunk, and that's his excuse. (laughs) I got to practice my beer chugs. (laughs)
1: Oh, Pete DeVore is <laughs> great. That's great. That, I mean, listen, I can't imagine there's other than like winning the Stanley Cup. There's not going to be a much better feeling for team fired me. First time I play oh, yeah. them is in their Just building rolled them and we decimate them. Yes, like not even a the other team's coach is complaining about how poor their effort was. Right. Because we crushed Pete them DeVore's so bad.
0: Crushing beers.